Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. <clears throat> hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Talking Texas podcast. I am Daniel. It's your boy, HH. We do the podcast every Tuesday, I think, yes. Uh, remember to follow us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Where can you be found, Half Hope? Halffootballhot.com. Indeed. I am at Daniel Saluk, so there you go. It's that weird part of the football calendar where... There's international football still that we could talk about. Transfer window is opening, or it has opened. The The transfer rumors have hit the streets. Loan rumors are hitting the streets. Um, all of these types of things. So it's a, it's a fun time of speculation. You know, nobody really knows anything, but everybody knows something. That's what it seems like. So it just basically depends on who you listen to. Like, So your go-to is like Fab. If Fab says it, then you believe it, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Once I just wait for Fab to post it, and I'm like, ah, this is true and, and verified. So rather than, okay, this is, is, is this going to be true? But then people, some guy will negate it. When Fab tweeted, then he knows that this is 100% verified, you know? You don't think he's just like a, a tap-in guy? Like somebody else does all the hard work, and he just, you know, no, knocks I, it in from I, three I, yards? I couldn't, I, I couldn't care less. Because, like, I think RDS put it the best as that. You just know that when it's any something that's when it's coming from this guy, it's hundred percent true. The amount of times that somebody is so desperate to be early, they say, "Oh no, this is happening," and you now find out that like, "Oh no, it's actual just a BS." They just did it because they wanted to try and be, be first, but they're not fully verified. Do you know that that's probably just got into the stage where once he puts it out, it's one hundred percent. So yes, I know that when I'm doing a video, I know that this is a one hundred percent true. Rather than, "Oh, bro, you know that this has just been." Um, falsified, but like um, if a few minutes ago, I'm like, oh, now nah, nah, I have to delete that other video. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> just, um, I'm just, just going to just wait for Fab and that and that video. So. Uh, yeah. Damn, I never thought about that as like somebody who wants to make immediate video content. Mm. Like that's way more embarrassing than just like retweeting. Yeah. If you put up a, a video and then have to take the video down, yeah. Because the news is just ah, like it was too good to be true, and then you do a video. Yeah, I can see that. So you do have to rely on like the the sure thing. It is fun to look at like the other accounts. Like I, I know you hate them, but like things like Madrid Zone, just the aggregate club feeds where they just post everything related to their club. Some some of it is like clearly fake some of it's true obviously it comes from directly from like realmadrid.com or whatever but 
following those is fun, but definitely if you tried to run like a YouTube page off of that, you'd be doing a video literally every three seconds with different conclusions about everything. We can leave Chelsea aside. I'll take Chelsea off the board because obviously that's where your mind would go first. But what's the most interesting transfer story to you this summer? Oh, Lewandowski, for sure. Just nice. based on like what has happened with, um, um, based on what has happened with like Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. how that has broken down, and also just what's Bayern going to do. So, are Bayern going to force him to stay? You're going to keep an unhappy player. Who do they get as a replacement? So yeah, that's that. I mean, and like, if does it go to Barca? How will that work? How can Barca afford him? Because Barca have to pay a fee. So yeah, that's. That's probably the most interesting one. I mean, Mbappe would have been the big one, but that was already settled down. Yeah. So it's a Lewandowski one. I think Bayern have two of the more interesting ones with Mane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what Mane does to Liverpool, like leaving Liverpool is a big deal. And then if he goes to Bayern and if Lewandowski leaves, is that a replacement? Or will they still need to go out and buy a number nine? I think they do, but... But what... who is there, though? Who is... The, like... That's the what I'm saying. A striker, bro. I'm, and, and don't give me freaking Darwin Nunes, yes, man. That's just what <laughs> so. Is that the that's the Benfica guy? Yeah, like that's like the, the new hype job now. Uh, I mean, Chelsea played Benfica last season. Mm. I didn't see like what people were talking about, but who knows? Maybe I wasn't looking hard enough. Yeah, look, I mean, I I just don't see. But look. The fact that there isn't a Lewandowski replacement, so you've got to go a different direction, you know, mm. which, which might be money and utilize Sun in a different way. So Matinos has to operate differently rather than, oh, let's, because who is going to get 30, 40 goals? Nobody. Nobody. Can't be addition by subtraction because it's too many goals, but the others have to step up and just start scoring more. And now that there are just more goals to score, the team has to function differently once you take a piece like that out of it. So. There should be more goals for Coman. There should be more goals for Gnabry if he stays. There should be more goals for Sané if he stays. And then if you bring in a Mane, Mane can score 20, 25, 25, like 28 in all comps. I feel confident, especially Bundesliga, come on. And and this version of him, you're never going to replace the production of a Lewandowski. That's just, you can't, you can't ask that. But you can ask if you're scoring six, score nine. And if everybody mm. does that, like you just add three goals and then you add a, a piece like Mane, should be okay. Like, I don't think they'll lose the Bundesliga without... It's not like a Juventus situation or something oh, no, like no. that. But like, it's about the I think they'll be fine. But what Lewandowski does to Barcelona is also interesting because apparently that's the club he wants to go to. Mm. So he's he come out and he said... You know, something has died in me. I saw, it was in French. I saw Mort. I was like, oh, wow. So something's dead? I was like, oh, wow. He's really gone there. <laughs> like, he's yeah. pushing He's pushing hard. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let me go. He's doing what Chelsea fans think Lukaku is doing. It's a clear example of a player who desperately wants to leave by any means necessary at this point. Yeah. Every, damn near every day, Lewandowski's doing an interview of the story's over, I'm finished, it's finished, I want to go, please let me mm. go. I'm damn near doing you a favor because <laughs> you can you can make money from me because there's still time left on my contract. And Bayern are kind of playing hardball with he's still a Bayern player. 
He still has contracts. I don't know if that's a negotiating ploy to make more money or if they're really dead set on keeping this guy. But I don't know how you can keep this guy when he's talking about the stories over. Mm. Well, something died in me at Bayern. I need a new adventure, all these types of things. So Lewandowski in, in La Liga, does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. For sure. Especially mm. for Barcelona and how Barca play. I think he's perfect for that system and so forth. Perfect. Their strikers have been De Jong, Depay, essentially, and Aubameyang, Braithwaite as well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mm-hmm. laugh when I said Braithwaite? Be respectful, <laughs> bro. Oh, and they they got top four. So you plug in. I can't call him the best striker because Benzema exists. What second best striker in Europe? We can give him that. Wait, who Lewandowski? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. I think that changes a few things, especially if they keep, you know, De Jong. They keep. Could you imagine? if Barcelona didn't have the contract issues that they have and they could just throw money at like Dembele and keep him and you have Dembele and Lewandowski? Well, that'd be crazy. That That would would be be sick. That would be so sick. (laughs) But I feel like Dembele's contract, they can't sign him if they want to get other signings. I mean, but if Barca find the money from somewhere, whether they have to steal it or rob a bank... And they can get Rafinha, you know. Yeah, that would be nice. Because gave, my thing is that look, Barca they don't have the money. Like these guys have to. I mean, I don't know. How did we get like here? Only fans or something, or how did we get? He said only fans. <laughs> yeah, only fans no. They need to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. No, because basically, like apparently, Barca said like people can have weddings in their place and rent out the wedding or something. I was like. I mean, I'm depressed. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're a, if you're a massive Barcelona fan, getting married at Camp Nou that would be lit. yeah, that'd be amazing. I don't know why they don't do that already. The, the amount of stuff that could happen in football stadiums that doesn't is kind of shocking. Like there should well, be more concerts at football stadiums, not just well, like well, you know. Well, well, what's it called? Most, I think, um, a lot of. So Joshua fought Usyk at Tottenham Stadium, mm-hmm. and a lot of um, concerts take place. In, I think I don't know who it was. It was a big pop of who did their concerts in Tottenham Stadium because the way Tottenham is like seen as like the first truly modern stadium. So yeah, a lot of events, just general events, happen at Tottenham Stadium. So, but like big concerts in London, they it's Wembley and the O2, right? And I think yeah. Tottenham as well, and now Tottenham. Yeah. But how come, bro, Chelsea's, the Stamford Bridge seats 42,000 people in it. I'm not saying like you want to do a concert at Stamford Bridge, mm-hmm. but I'm saying like the types of things that could happen at football stadiums should be, I don't know. Like if you want to hold a wedding, why not? Basically, you're renting the stadium. Mm-hmm. You must have paper if you're renting like Camp New. It's not 100,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> how many people it. need to, sh- like, the- there's literally no wedding that 100,000 people need to show up to. Mm-hmm. Unless it's not even a royal wedding. I mean, people would, but you don't need to show up to a... a that's crazy. 
you get married and then you play a football match. <laughs> like a celebratory. That's, 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 that's nuts. But that's they're down bad if they're doing that. Or maybe it's is it is it the burner bell that has a hundred thousand or is it Camp New? It's one of the two that's like 80, 90. It's a ridiculous. Oh, oh, no, oh no, Camp Now has the I think Camp Now has like ninety thousand. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy number. Hmm. And then <laughs> the most disrespectful thing is like you have all these seats, and if you're in, if you're in the away team, they stick you all the way at the top of yeah, the yeah. stadium. <laughs> it's like, bro, I could have. So, there's some stadiums. Like they, I think they do this in Newcastle as well. It's like, bro, you might as well just watch the game on TV. You'll get a better perspective of things that are going on than yeah, just looking at little it, dots it, down there. Though. The atmosphere. Nah, the atmosphere. How can you really affect the atmosphere when you're just like you're struggling to breathe because the oxygen levels are so low at the at the top of the stadium? Like, anyway, Barca are they the second biggest club in the world? Madrid's obviously number one in terms of popularity well, and brand exposure. In terms of, in terms of what's though? Popularity, just, just, branding, just, just general popularity and brand exposure. Oh, no, no. It, United are, are bigger. I'd you say. think United is? Like, even in, because, you know, English speaking is one thing. Yeah. But when you go to South America, Africa, Asia, you think Man United still wins. Oh, I mean, yeah. You go to the Middle East, you go to Asia, you go to North America, you go to. Africa, especially, or United is, is massive. So, where does Barca rank? They want the top five, oh, oh, top five for sure. Top five, top five. How, how are they broke? Bartomeu, man. I think it's Bartomeu. This guy, man. I know we talked about this last when he left, but damn. Yeah, like, how do you fumble Messi? How, think about that. The most important football asset on the planet. And I know I don't like talking about players as like things, but bro, they are assets. How hmm. do you fumble him? This is this is it. You can't. No, oh, but they're saying that he's um he's related to Paris, to Paris putting him there as a mole. <laughs> no, it's it's an inside job. I mean the the I don't know. There needs to be like full scale investigation because Barca can't be broke. They they they, they just can't. The level of fiscal mismanagement it would take to bankrupt Barcelona to where they can't re-sign players they should be re-signing. Dembele finally got healthy. He's hmm. finally looking like the player that we thought he could be, at least for Barca, because we we saw the evidence at Dortmund. But like, hmm. he's finally maturing. Like Eddie went to go see him in Australia, and he's like, "Bro, oh, yeah. you gotta sign this dude." <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's that's the player that like you go watch him and it's just sauce and skill and technique 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 as you might say. Mm. And Barcelona have him, or I, I guess they don't now, or when do contracts end? The end of the month. And they can't re-sign him because it's just it's too much money. And if we re-sign him, then if we want to get Lewandowski or XYZ player through the door, we can't. The amount of money that certain players are on as well, like the old guard, it kind of makes sense when you just re-up your contract every year. So mm. PK, Alba, those guys, of course, they're going to be on crazy money. But giving Griezmann almost a million a week, just mm. stupid shit. Sorry to swear, but just dumb. I know we don't, we, we can't use the R word anymore, but it's really hard for me not to use. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm a 90s baby, man. So we used to call things 
all the time. But oh, I just, wow. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you can't use that now. Yeah, man. I know, I know. <laughs> that was just for you, man. I was like, because you might not know what R word I'm thinking of. I feel like we could do a better job. And we're not even like mathematicians or <laughs> economists. <laughs> I wish was like, it must have been an inside job because you can't handle the accounts that badly without it being on, on, on purpose. So I just feel like there's a conspiracy there. That and it's that, not that like La Liga good. won't try. La Liga wants to help them. Remember where they were they were, they were allowed to sign Braithwaite. Hmm. Tebas and the La Liga the hierarchy. You think they want Messi a Messi gone or things like this to happen? Like they they'd be willing to bend over backwards for them, but I guess it's just not possible. <laughs> but that being said, if they get Lewandowski, I think it's a problem. I don't think they'll win the league or anything, but they definitely won't be like seventh, eighth, and have to go on a win streak in order just to get top four. Oh, bro, look, man, don't sleep on the league. If you, they have oh, Lewandowski wow. and they bring in Rafinha, they bring in some defenders, like a good right or a, or a left back, mm-hmm. and I'm just saying, just as if, and they can keep Ansu Fati fit for a whole season. Oh. But see, here's the, the, the thing, though, how the World Cup affects things. I mean, that World Cup, I just don't know how the World Cup is going to affect pre and post. Everything. Oh, go ahead. Go make ahead. like the final or they make the semis. And Ansu Fati, Pedri, Ferran Torres mm-hmm. are all featured. I mean, are they going to be fully tired? I mean, what's their first going to be for them when they now come back if Spain reach the semis? I think the first half of the season is going to be safe. Mm. Because we've reached the point, essentially, where if you do an Achilles, if you do ACL, those are the main ones. Like, we've reached, like, bad injuries, you're not playing. That territory has been reached. Mm. Once we get to October-ish, if you rip your hamstring off, you're not going. It, once we reach late October, November, if you sprain your ankle, like high ankle sprain, mm. you might play, but we're, we're thinking like knockouts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think if, if it was now, if it was when it was supposed to be, most of, most of the players that we I – I can't think of one major injury, so they're going to want to keep it that way. I just hope everybody just stays fit for the World Cup at least. So that's going to be, what, August, September, October, November. Mm. I think we're going to be seeing four months of just survival football from the top players. And I'll understand it as well. But, yeah, I, I forgot about Fati. But I, I feel like asking him to stay fit is like, it's just it's going to be one of those stories of just like what could have been. I hope, oh, I hope yeah. I'm wrong, though. Because he said he was watching Drogba tapes. It's like, oh, oh yeah, come it's on, good, yeah. man. We need this guy, man. <laughs> who, 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 yeah, who out there is claiming to watch drug but tapes? Hmm. Come on, man, Chelsea, man, get this guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if he leaves, it'll be very late in his career. I don't, I don't think Barca could ever just let him go. So, um, so from, so I said Mane, you said Lewandowski. I think the transfer saga is going to be made into Lukaku. The long, drawn-out 
situation of the summer. What do you mean as to the loan to Inter Milan? Yeah, I don't think there's there there. I don't think there's any there there really, but it's going to be made that way because of the interview that he did in December. It's just it's too easy. A lot because a lot of the reports I'm seeing are. I, Lukaku's camp says this, there's murmurings that, there's this, this, like just a lot of smoke, but I don't see fire. <laughs> I mm. mean, I, and I guess they say when there's when there's smoke, there's fire, but I feel like a lot of this is just manufactured smoke. Mm. Italian media know that they can put Lukaku's name in the, in the transfer mill or rumor mill because he put himself in that situation when he did that interview. So they can just say, oh, Lukaku's thinking about leaving, and it'll have instant validity because he said he wanted to go back eventually at one point. Mm-hmm. And because he didn't have a great season with Chelsea, Chelsea fans, many, would be willing just to kind of let him go, especially because of the headache that the rumors cause. And I, I suppose the the adjacent embarrassment that he causes <laughs> by just talking. <laughs> so but I don't I have to see it to believe it. I think it's it's so embarrassing for both the club and the player if he leaves after 12 months. You spent 115 million euros and you're going to let him go? Cut your losses, man. Cut your losses. So you th- wait, you think Lukaku's still going to come good for Chelsea? I think there's no better option. Like 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 we said, if if Lewandowski goes to Barcelona, he's clearly not coming to Chelsea. Who do you replace him with? There's no, there's nobody out there. And... Can't afford Lewandowski, man. They can't, they can't afford him, bro. So you, you see, when you want to go to Barcelona, those guys they don't have the money. And if they have the money, then they have it. Then they've stolen it. So if they've stolen it, <laughs> I, I report them to UEFA. So, but he's he's forcing the move to Barcelona. That's where he wants to go. Now, maybe you might say where he wants to go isn't where he will go, but that's what he wants. That's that's the reason he's he's trying to escape Bayern Munich is for Barcelona. That's clearly the dream. If I don't know if Chelsea would be like a backup destination, like, okay, I'd be willing to go there. But again, you'd be getting a player who really doesn't want to be there because you know he wants Barcelona. So <laughs> maybe you just you, you live with a player being your second option if the first option is Barca. But I don't I, – I, I think there's only one place he's going to end up. With Lukaku, I just – it it, just, it does. You went through all that trouble to get him away from Milan, and they're just gonna loan him back. Yes, that doesn't make any sense. Because he was, because he's obviously unhappy at Chelsea. But how do yeah. you? Who? How do? How do? How do we know this? Look, look at the guy's body language, man. The guy's not happy. The guy's not, like, you can easily tell the guy. He knew that, man. I messed up. I shouldn't have left into Milan. I should have accepted whatever wage they price they gave me. I I basically overestimated myself. I overrated my myself. It was advised Lukaku said, "Bro, you had a horrible time at United. Inter Milan was a safe haven. You stay." And now he knows that man. He he, he regrets it. So he he knows that man. I should have never left Italy. I should have never left Inter Milan. Never. I feel every I, and, and I'm not I'm not attacking you and your point, but I feel like that point. It's just people projecting their their desire for something else on the situation. So we looked at Lukaku's season. 
it wasn't the 100 million pound season that everybody thought that they were going to get with the guy coming in and just hitting the ground running, scoring 40 mm. goals in a season or whatever. Now you look for things to help explain how come it's not going the way we thought it would, our oh, body language, our oh, Tuchel system, whatever that is. Uh, this reason X, Y, Z, why it's not working. If he wants to go to Inter, you can just tell. I don't in the interview, he said, "I want to." Uh, the they 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 basically asked him like, "Do you want to go back to Inter?" His answer was basically like, "Yeah," but like in some years, not like next year. <laughs> it wasn't like, "Bro, I Chelsea's trash. I got to get the 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 hell out of here. Please come sign me in the January window or the summer window." Like it wasn't that blatant. The the only me- kind of messed up thing he said was. Would you want Lutaro to come to Chelsea? Essentially, was the question, and he was like, "No, stay, because I'll come mm. soon or whatever." Like things like that. Okay, but I feel like, he, bro, he was in that interview just twerking for Inter fans because he knew that he messed up a good thing that he had with the Inter supporters because he said he wasn't going to leave Inter in the summer, and then you see him with the Chelsea shirt. So if you're an Inter fan, you're like, bro, like I thought. You know, we had a thing. Like, I thought you liked us. I thought you liked being in, in Milan. And you, you said you weren't going to leave after we won the league. And then you left. That's trash. So then he knew he had to go and just twerk, bro. And that's all that interview was. It's just he wanted them to like him again. And to an extent, it's worked. If you go look at his Instagram page, in the comments are just all, like, blue and black dots of, like, come back, come back. We want you. We need you. I followed uh, Nima. I just I, I just know him by his first name, but he runs like mm. the Sempre Inter, I think, page. Mm. And you know, they ran a poll of like which which player would you want back? And Lukaku had like half of the vote. I don't know how many votes there were, but they want him back. The the bridge is mended in many ways. I'm sure there are some who will never forgive, but you know, that's just being, I don't know, stingy, I guess. But they want him back generally. And I asked, I even DM'd him. I was like, uh, Nemo, what do you think? Because he's like an inter expert. I was like, if you had to mm. give it uh, a score, zero being the most unlikely and 10 being the most likely chance of Lukaku going back. And he, he texted me back three to five. It's, n- it's not, not possible, but the chances of it happening are, you know, three, four, five out of 10. Mm. I mean... I mean, I mean, let's see what happens, bro. Let's see I, what happens, bro. I'm see, just saying that Lukaku, you're, you're playing for the manager who I don't think wants you and mm-hmm. isn't going to readjust his system to suit you. So, unless you can adjust your, your game. Yeah. <sighs> see, I, I think he would he would have to do what Lewandowski is doing, which is come out publicly and say, I want Inter. Now, I don't think he'll do that. I mean, if he did then he would get the move. He would just need to say one word. Just give me, uh, not one word, but just say the word in essence. Just enter. That's what I want. And if he says it publicly, I mean, people are willing to throw him, I was going to say off the bridge, but there's a a Chelsea pun in there. I don't know if I could could word that better, but uh, Stanford Bridge, you know. Um, But, you know, Chelsea fans are willing to throw him away now. And this is mostly just speculation. People get their news from Twitter. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like what we talked about at the beginning. Twitter is untrustworthy. 
because you don't know exactly what's going on. Unless so, it's fab. Unless it's fab. Unless it's fab. So there's this quote from uh, Demarzio, if I'm pronouncing that right. He he said something of like Lukaku has been there have been private and public messages since Christmas to the inter president, the coaches, the players that he wants back. So I was like, okay, let me go and I don't know. This guy's been out so long and I still don't know how to pronounce it, but Demarzio. Say again. Demarzio. Demarzio. Okay. My Italian. We we've we've had this conversation. So <laughs> Just any language that isn't English, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, I went on his site and I typed in Lukaku. That that story is not on his site. I did I dug more into the thing, and that's a story that he wrote for the Milan newspaper. So he was in conversation with a newspaper that's in Milan, and he told them that, but he didn't post it on his actual site. Mm. So I'm like, of course, on Twitter, they're gonna take the most I don't know, clickbaitable thing and just post that. And then Chelsea fans will get swept in or just lured in with all that stuff. But it w- it would be embarrassing, not just for Lukaku, but the club, Chelsea, to let him go on loan mm. or sold or whatever the case is. It would just it would just be just bad. Next next summer, if he if he plays another season and it's still bad and Tuchel and him is still oil and water or whatever it is, then I would understand it. But one year, it's ugh, I don't I don't I don't get it. And it's not even that I want him to stay at this point. Just if you want enter, bro, just say enter and just go. Like <laughs> I I won't cry for Lukaku, but I just think it's it just looks just not good for anybody. Is there any other Chelsea transfer story that's interesting? There is one. I mean, Dembele obviously is there, but mm. I don't even want to jinx it. When it happens, if it happens, we'll yeah, talk. Man, think, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I think both of us have issues with jinxing things, so we'll just keep quiet on that. Even, even if I can just no, Daniel, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Um, Broja, Broja to West Ham. You would sell Lukaku, you would loan Lukaku and then sell the striker that's probably under him in the pecking order in terms of like flatten out number nines at the club. So Broja is one of those like young Cobham prospects. Hmm. He was on loan with uh, Southampton. Um, Southampton would like to keep him, I think. West Ham are interested. All these different clubs are interested. You're going to let him go even before preseason. If the plan is to let Lukaku go, why wouldn't you want Broja in the team? Mm-hmm. So the planning, if it just everything's lining up to where I think this is all just Italian media just talking, because they know that they can get Inter fans to buy papers and click things, and then Chelsea fans will also click that same stuff because confirmation of getting a player that has been bad out. And I say he's been bad. He was the club's leading scorer in all competitions. So, again, I think Lukaku is going to be the saga of the of the because I I don't think he'll go anywhere, but I think the story will always be there. Yeah. So it'll just drag until deadline day. Will Lukaku be loaned? The dude with his yellow tie will be there, and nothing will happen. 
because <laughs> Lukaku's not going to come out and say, I want Inter, because then he'll definitely burn the bridge with any Chelsea There's fan who still wants him, So, You think he'll go or... No. I think next summer is the summer where if he if he really wants out, he'll go. Kind of like the same thing he did with United. He'll serve his two seasons in England and then he'll leave. I mean, if it, if it happens, I'll be shocked. But I won't be sad. As much as I might want a player like him, meaning like of that profile and stature, last summer he was a top five striker in Europe. You, you wouldn't argue that. It was... Lewandowski, Benzema, Haaland, who's the Lukaku and probably Harry Kane or Kane and probably Lukaku. Like that was the top five. So my thing is you get in the top five striker and then you work around it. Get that guy through the door. So if it costs a hundred million, however much, I don't really care about the money. It's not my money. It's Roman Abramovich's money. If he wants to spend it, let him spend it. But you get that player through the door. And then build around it. Figure out how to get the best from that from that striker. Whichever system would facilitate getting the best from that guy. Hmm. That's what you do. Especially if you are a, a pragmatist like Tuchel. Just do what's necessary to get the best from Lukaku. That's the profile of striker the club was able to get for you. Work it out. But if Tuchel's going to be headstrong, which he has a right to be, I guess, Champions League winner and all that, if he's not willing to change his system, if he has a system, which is a different conversation, maybe we'll talk about that next week, then Lukaku obviously should just he should just leave. Because why would I stay here and suffer through a coach who's not willing to work with me, if that's the case? That's for me. That's what, if I was advising Lukaku, man, I said, what's the saying? Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated, you know? I would want to talk about Dembele, but I'm not. I saw something about Arsenal today. Do you have any Arsenal news like on the tip of your of your brain? I saw something about Arsenal. They're still trying to go for Gabriel Jesus, I still think, but that's all I know. It was Gabriel Jesus to Spurs for like 47-ish or 43. Mm-hmm. And then Saliba is leaving Marseille and he's going back to Arsenal. I found that mm-hmm. very interesting. Because it looks when Marseille qualified for Champions League that he wanted to stay. Like he wanted, like he looked really happy in Marseille. Um, mm. And it was just a loan. So I guess Arsenal have full control over whether he stays or goes or what. But I, would, mm. I think I should feel bad for him. So you mean like, okay, I play a season with Marseille. Damn near work myself back into the France team. We get Champions League. And remember, there's only three spots in France. So we reach top mm. three. And then they want to send me back to play. Where are Arsenal? Europa League? Yeah, Europa. Yeah, so it's a raw deal, man. Come on, man. What? Just let me stay here, bro. Oh, oh no, man. I want Champions League. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, that's the raw deal, bro. Contract is contract, man. Contract is contract. Yes, you're correct, Tafo. Oh, man. Anyway, so there was actual football. So. Messi scored five goals in a game mm. against Estonia, which got me thinking. Messi plays in the most difficult continental competition. People say it's Europe, but really, if you look at the, the competition in South America, where you have to play Brazil, Colombia, Uruguay, um, 
Ecuador, um, Peru, Chile, and the and the and if you look at the different kind of eras that we've seen, Colombia had a really good era. The James teams, Chile obviously with Sanchez, Vidal, uh, Medel, all those all those teams. Um, Claudio Bravo, etc. Basically, the people who are still playing <laughs> for mm, Chile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brazil is always Brazil, Uruguay with Cavani and Suarez, and just all those guys. That's that's a very Stephen A. Smith thing to do, <laughs> which is like name two players and then say all those guys are, and those boys. <laughs> you go like Jordan Pippen, Rodman, and those boys. <laughs> it's like, bro, did you forget Ku Coach and Ron Harper and Luke Longley? Like he just he'll just say and those boys. Um, so I've I've kind of I've taken that as my own when I just I can't think of any more players. I'm like Cavani, Suarez, mm. and those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Messi's played against. Difficult teams, and like I said, Brazil's always Brazil, so it's, it's, they're they're always going to be the best in South America, or just maybe not the best, but they have like presumed position as number one. So, mm. are there any easy games? I mean, Venezuela, maybe. Um, <laughs> Venezuela. That's that's not an easy game, bro. I mean, I mean I re- relative to Brazil, yeah. Chile, Colombia. Yeah, it's better to win, yeah. Uruguay. Venezuela is pretty easy. Um, I don't think, like, that might be the only team I look at. Like, damn. Even if you go to, like, Ecuador, where you have to, like, play in the, the altitude that they have there, where you're just oh, no, basically oh, no, that's playing. Bolivia. That's Bolivia. Bolivia? Is that Bolivia as well? No, no. Well, I think Bolivia is one that's very high altitude. It's Bolivia. Bolivia, okay. I thought it was Ecuador, but either way. Um, yeah, man, there's no easy game. So what if he played in Europe? Faroe Islands, Gibraltar, San Marino. Mm. <laughs> Gibraltar have a team. what's up, man. <laughs> so you know they got to take the best 23 from Gibraltar. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're playing against somebody's pastor. You're playing against like <laughs> some lawnmower. <laughs> ah. And then, the, bro, they, imagine like, okay, you, you're you're preaching a sermon on Saturday, and then on Sunday, like, you're a center back that has to play Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, it's real, man. And he just scores seven. So, Argentina, who did they play? Estonia. Hmm. Bro, he scored five. You know how many? You know how many more goals he, this guy has if he plays for Spain or, I don't know what the it would have been Spain, surely. Or mm-hmm. Italy, I guess. If you, I don't know, maybe his grandparents were Italian or one of those ones that went to. I don't know what his lineage is, but if it was Italy or Spain, we'll say that he's scoring at least fifty percent more goals. I'll, I'll give him that. However many, mm-hmm. however much more he has for Argent, however many he has for Argentina, divided by two, 
And whatever that half is, add it to what he has. Well, yeah. And then it makes me look at Cristiano's goals, or just all goals from Europe, as slightly suspect, given the kind of South America difficulty, if you want to put it there. like It's kind of like how I look at Bundesliga goals, where it's like 1.3. Like, we got to divide it. There's a tax there. I think that might have to be a tax on European goals. Like, if we're looking at, you know, Kane's record, because he's going to be the all-time England scorer, or Lukaku's record for Belgium, or Ibrahimovic's record for Sweden, or all of these just very elite international striking records from European teams. Who are these goals scored against? And when? Friendlies? Nations Cups? Nations League? Like, they invent competitions for these dudes. What, 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 what are you saying? That's the consensus, is that if Messi plays in Europe and can consistently play against these teams for the best part of like a decade or more, I believe that he holds the goal record mm. because he's a guy who can create his own goals, who is a lot more dynamic a goal scorer than Cristiano in his older age because of the dribbling aspect and what yeah. he can do carrying the ball and so forth. So because Messi, how many times has Messi played against San Marino, Estonia, Lithuania? Not that often. <laughs> because people say, okay, well, we still have Uber Eats. The worst team in, in Uber Eats is still 10 times better than people who don't play football full-time. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing against guys that they don't do this full-time, these guys are semi-pros, it will be frightening what Messi could do against guys who don't do football full-time. So, yes, yes. You know? I mean, bro... The most famous player that I think Gibraltar have had is Danny, Danny Higginbotham, if I remember oh. correctly. I think he played like three games for Gibraltar for whatever reason. So uh, based on grandparents or whatever it was. I don't know why I have that in my brain, but that's in there. So Danny Higginbotham is like their greatest Shout ever player. Him, <laughs> He's the greatest ever player, bro. So what would Messi do to him? South America is not easy. Mm-mm. Again, Uruguay, Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Chile. It's just, that's tough. I mean, there's a reason why it took him how many years to get a Copa? A long time. Long time. So, um, what else happened? So, those were more friendlies. Um... Do you subscribe to Nations League? Like, have these games made nah, you care? Like, nah. Benzema scored a really good goal against Denmark, by the way. The, yeah, but for me, I think, look. Croqueta. Yeah. As De Bruyne said, man, it's like, come on, guys. It's, it's too many games now. De Bruyne talked about the, the competition. Yeah, he said, like, look, how we, we, we just can't take it seriously because, like, hmm. some of some people some people have played, like, 60 games or so forth. <laughs> and... After the end, it is like a few days rest, and so, yeah. and the, the issue is that the, the, that's why I've not even been, been bothered watching it because the quality of a ball can't be there because guys are just like they're they're, they're, they're tired, you know. So yeah. Yeah. we say, oh, like they get paid so much money and everything. Being a trillionaire doesn't negate biology. Wow. So all because I'm a trillionaire, it doesn't mean that I can be like a robot that can just play twenty four seven at a high level. So. Like, yeah, they'll play, but don't expect us to, to, to play at a high level. I see they 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 they've tried to trick us with 
Nations League. So people complained when I again when I say people, I mean the timeline. People complained about all of the friendlies, so they stopped the um, domestic football, which everybody likes, and then they play mm-hmm. international games. But the international games are friendlies, a lot of them. So they've created this Nations League thing, which gives friendlies a structure and like a, an end point. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's still friendlies. It's like the it's the community shield of international football. Mm. Like winning it is cool. Shout out Cristiano, you know, international trophy, cool. But I mean, it's just a community. Sh- it's a friendly, just glossed up with you know UEFA's whatever they do for things. But it's not. It's it's not real. You want it to be real. You're trying to make it real, and you're trying to make me make it real, but you can't make me make it real. It's just friendlies. So, do the players care? I mean, insofar as I'm playing for my nation and I want to win the game just to make them happy, I'm sure. But, and I guess once you get to like a semifinal or a final, a trophy's there to be won, so you want to win something for your country, obviously. But in the in these moments, where like the the final, I guess, is next summer, mm. I think I'd much rather be at, at the crib than playing. I don't know. Again, San Marino or Liechtenstein, like I, for for who for what? It's not the Euros. It's not the World Cup. It's Nations League? Like, what even? Like, why? And I, I, I know they don't play those teams because they're, like, bracketed off. So people are in their kind of own divisions and things. Mm. But you can't make me care about this. I'm way more interested in, like, AFCON qualification and those types of things. I'd, I'd much prefer if Belgium were just at the crib and Lukaku wasn't getting ankle injuries and De Bruyne was getting his rest and all of this. Mm. Especially when you know dessert is in December. I don't know why we need this now. We're just adding miles to their legs. Like, why? It's pointless, man. It's pointless. I don't need to well, see... Money, money, what, money, I, man. I don't need to see Ronaldo for the 150th time playing whoever he's playing. Oh, he scored two goals against... I forget who they played. So what? <laughs> like it, honestly, it doesn't move me. Like, yeah, he's he's the he's the greatest international goal scorer of all time. That's cool, but can he score in the knockout stage of a World Cup? That's what I want to see. Hmm. You know, he, by the way, Lukaku theme. You know, he has more knockout stage goals than Ronaldo and Messi combined. Yeah. <laughs> with well, his the one, one the goal one that he scored against the United States in 2014, I think. <laughs> also, also, he didn't against Brazil. Um, no, he didn't score not. against Brazil. It was De Bruyne, and who scored the second one? Or was it Company? I wish we would have called this podcast Wikipedia Merchants, but we didn't have merchants when we started this thing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a that's a late invention. Knockout stage. Um, 
Belgium scored from their first corner of the game in the 13th minute. Vincent yeah. Company flicked on Nasir Chadley's delivery, but the decisive touch came from Fernandinho, who passed, who turned the ball past Allison via his arm. Belgium doubled their lead by breaking from a Brazil corner in the 31st minute. I remember that. With Kevin De Bruyne arrowing a right foot drive across Allison into the left corner of the net uh, from the edge of the penalty area after Lukaku collected the ball, turned and embarked on a 40-yard run with a pass at the end to free De Bruyne. So yeah, you were right. Essentially, it, you 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 had the right culprit with the hmm. uh, with company. I don't I don't remember the Chadley part, but yeah, Fernandinho. I I slightly remember Fernandinho now, just kind of looking sad. Hmm. But I'd have to rewatch it. So yeah, but no, Lukaku. He has he scored against the United States in 2014. I guess it was in the round of 16. But you know that's that's more yeah. than Messi. <laughs> that's that's yeah. whether or not <laughs> I have a slight feeling though. Our our little favorite stat there that's that's disappearing in Qatar. Oh, no, tough, tough too. Tough yeah, too. I think they'll both score. I don't I don't think either team will win, but I think they'll both reach deep enough to where there's no way they won't score. Mm. So that's unfortunate. Because it's a fun stat to say. It won't affect my life too much, but yeah. it's fun. I mean, I was, but it's like it took you four additions to. <laughs> Ronaldo played so 2006, 2010, 14, 18. Yeah, yeah it took you five. Five, like you needed five knockouts, bro. Chill. And yeah. Messi was Messi 06? He was on the bench, though. I, I think he, he he came on for the Serbia game. I think I think he came on on the Serbia game, but that was it. He was like, so he was really mainly a bench guy. But he was there. Yeah, he was there. So five. It's taking both of you like collectively ten tournaments to get this over the line. Come on, guys. But to be fair, Messi's played well in the World Cup. Mm. It's just he's he just ha- he hasn't scored a goal in the knockout rounds. But his overall game in the World Cup has he's been a good World Cup player. Ronaldo, not so much. Mm-mm. He, I mean, in the group stage, he's fine. But once it reaches, like, tough round of 16 quarters, is, uh, has he even made a quarterfinal except 06? Or... I don't think so. I think it's been all round of 16s. Mm. Damn, bro. Or knocked out in the group stage. Yeah. Yikes. The World Cup, man. I love the World Cup, man. <laughs> Which, it goes to my point. I don't need Nations League. Just let these dudes rest. Black yeah. ball. Conte, Deschamps, are you on drugs? We've seen all season Conte injured, Conte this, Conte that. You take him to the Nations League? Let this dude rest. Don't you want him fit for December? <laughs> Like of all the players of France, I, I don't think he played yesterday or whenever the last game was, but just leave yeah. him alone. Just let Conte should be on a beach somewhere. I don't know if he reads books yeah, no, he's, or he's, if he's, he's playing Connect much, Four or whatever he does for, for fun. Maybe he just stays in the crib and plays PlayStation. I don't know what he does. But just let him do that. He doesn't need to be playing against Denmark. He had a really good game, but still, just leave him be. Just wrap him in cotton wool. If I'm Tuchel, just play him minimally. 
<laughs> I need Conte fit for the World Cup, okay? If he gets two World Cups, <laughs> buddy, oh, buddy, I'm cooking. The narrative is cooking. But don't, again, we're at the point of like, bro, if he tears the hamstring, knock on wood, uh, we're in trouble. I say we like I'm French, but the, the narrative crew collectively, you, you were in trouble. So just leave him like this shop. Just just be smart. Okay. Just you don't need you don't need Conte for Nations League. You can take you know how many midfielders France have? You need Conte? <laughs> anyway, is there any other last topic that that you think would be fun to talk about? Not in my mind, man. Nothing comes to my mind. No uh highlights from the from the hangouts that people have been going in on. Obviously not the debate. I saw the Messi, not Messi, oh, yeah. sorry, the Iniesta Javi Busquets yeah, yeah, midfield yeah. debate. But yeah, but that's... that was also really the midfield trailer debate, but nothing like newsworthy. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we really mean just the whole Lewandowski thing, you know. Yeah. So anyway, we don't have to we don't have to belabor it. Uh, this has been the Talking Texas podcast. My name is Daniel. We thank you guys for listening. Um, you can follow me at Daniel to look. Have hope working that people follow you if you want to be followed. Have hope football.com, mate. Yeah, he has a whole website, guys. Go check that out. We have Patreon, so check that out. Shout out to our 31 Patreon members. Get that number up, guys. It's the summertime. Yeah. Um, we do a whole bunch. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff over there. I mean, at this point, I mean, you're getting, I think there's like over 100 podcasts since 20, I think, 19. It's like three years of extra podcasts, so go check that out. It's only three dollars. Mm. How how's it go? Two pounds and fifty pence. So yeah, check that out. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Apple Podcasts, five star review. We'll read on the show. And yeah, talking tactics podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football though. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out. Peace. 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 Peace, man. Sports Social Podcast Network.